independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Still trying to figure out what the hell happened. How did this somewhat normalish kid get to a point where he spent a majority of his time in 4chan, 8chan, 12chan, whatever it is, this week? As real people deal with the cost of what took place. I... You know, I, I often wonder this. Like, how, how do you, how do you how do how do you get there? You know, I think isolation was one of them. You know, when the school shut down, apparently he became far more withdrawn. He had some serious issues by the sounds of it. Uh, all that being said, he is still responsible for what he did, for the pain and hurt he caused people, for the death and destruction that he delivered on a day to a bunch of innocent people who did nothing. He got wrapped up with a bunch of trolls and they led him down a path that obviously he was ready to go down. That's it. And people are dealing with it. People are dealing with the shock, the anger, the the, the fear, the you name it. It's there. Listening to the stories of the people who survived and who and, and their family members of the people who didn't. When I got to the back, because everybody's telling you, go to the coolers, which is in the back of the store. And they opened the back door. So they said, come on, go out the back door. So we all went out the back door. There's a bunch of people. So I'm looking for my sister. Lady right there looking for her sister. Out the back door. Here's the gunfire. My sister survived breast cancer and three aneurysm surgeries to go to the grocery store to get killed. Think about that. All the things that she went through. This is heartbreaking. Like I said yesterday, I watched the video. I didn't know it was the video. One of the services that we use for some of our audio or uh, that we go to, and we go to, we have so many places that we, we go and search audio. They had it. I didn't know it was that. I never thought of it. And it's something different. You know, it's like I said yesterday, I told my wife, I said, uh, Violence isn't as exciting as John Wick makes it out to be in reality. It's not. And because we live in a world, and and I'll be honest, I was kind of relieved about this yesterday. The video truly disturbed me. The video made me sick to my stomach. And it sounds weird, but it also shows, you know what, okay, there's still some human inside of me because you see so much stuff. Not that you're not human, Chad, but you know what I mean. You see so much stuff. And I didn't know it was the video. I didn't get all the way through. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I, this, you know, when you watch war and you see the stuff that happens, you know, what's going on in Ukraine and Russia, the reality is, is you have people fighting against people, people who are armed. If you saw people that are walking down the street just doing nothing, minding other business. When we see the Ukrainians who were picked off by the Russians, who were killed by the Russians, we say to ourselves, "That's ugh, it's tough to watch. The reality of this is it's the same kind of thing. When you see two people square off who are fighting, who know that there's a battle going on, it is a much different thing. I know that sounds weird, but that's the way I compartmentalize it. And listening to this man talk about his mother, and I know exactly what happened to her because I saw it. He shot my mom once. 
My mom was was laying, was laying on the ground. He went and reloaded. And he shot my mom again. Yes. And I saw it. And it was awful and it was horrible. Like I said, when I originally was the video, I thought it was somebody who had pulled up. At first, I thought it was because all you could see is through the glass. I thought it was the police officers pulling up. And then he gets out and he shoots the first couple. And you're like, whoa. And it happens like that. By the way, this this supermarket. Let me, let me tell you something about this. This supermarket here, Tops, that opened up. There wasn't a supermarket in the neighborhood. Predominantly black neighborhood. Lower middle class. They had to go outside of their, their neighborhood to get groceries. Hadn't been open that long. And it kind of become the like a jewel, if you will, of of the neighborhood. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we talked about the anniversary of the the riots in Los Angeles. How some neighborhoods didn't have grocery stores and Food for Less put a grocery store in a neighborhood. It wasn't there for a week or two before it burned down because of the riots. Obviously, they couldn't predict what was going to happen. But the CEO talked about the fact that they had, uh, you know, it cost them more to put there. They had to have full time security. Uh, a lot of these things. And this is going back into the early 90s. It's one of those things where, but they, people saw it and embraced it and were very excited about it. And then when it burnt down, they're like, we're just not going to do this again. So this was something where you know, now you've got a place that was kind of the jewel of the neighborhood, something new. And to listen to that guy talk about his mom being shot. Here's a CNN reporter. And I think this is, a, you know, it, 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 I spoke yesterday to Aaron Katursky. And off the, uh, uh, you know, kind of like a sidebar, because my on-air partner, uh, Gatos, who is uh, from my local show, he and Aaron know each other well. They went to college together. They, you know, they, they kind of came up through everything together. And off the air, Aaron's like talking about the fact that, you know what, it is, it's tough. As a human being, it is tough to see these things. It's Victor Blackwell. He works for CNN. And he is talking to, uh, what's her name, Allison, whatever her name is, I always forget her name, in the morning. And I think this about sums it up for a lot of people. Listen, I, I was counting in the car talking with my producer. I've done 15 of these, at least the ones I could count. And we keep having the conversation about Democrats will say guns, Republicans will say mental health, and nothing will change. And I'll probably do another one this year. Family after family, having nowhere to go with their grief. We'll get into a political conversation later, but is this the way we're supposed to live? Are we destined to just keep doing this city after city? Have we just resigned that this is what we are going to be? No, no, it's not. And he's right. Like none of these politicians, you know, the minute this happened, they were all the people on the left were relieved and happy that it was a white guy who is blaming the Jews for this great replacement theory. And and, you know, this wacky he's all over the place, by the way, if you read any of his manifesto, don't. But it's just save you the time. He's a communist one day. He's a Jew hater the next. It's He's just he's he's somebody who's searching for something. It's a great way to say it. He's angry and frustrated. He 
obviously had some serious mental issues. And by the way, being mentally, you know, when you talk about people being, you know, crazy, there are people out there. We were talking about this last week here in particular because we put a man to sleep who said, he, oh, you know, uh, uh, executed for those you not know, give me a score. He, you know, mentally he was, he just didn't understand. There are people out there, it's a hard thing to prove that people are mentally unstable, right? It's a hard thing to prove. It is. You know, you go back, I go back to somebody like Ed Gein, who was the, uh, who pretty much every horror movie is somewhat modeled, Leatherface, Psycho, all of it's kind of modeled after this guy. To the day he died, he had no idea he did anything wrong. No idea that keeping his mother's dead body, dressing up in women's skin was wrong. He had zero idea of an understanding. That, to me, you look at somebody and go, that person's not well. That person's not well. He doesn't understand the difference between right and wrong. This guy did. But the question is, how did he get to that point where he thought this was the right thing to do? How did he get there? He didn't get there alone. He didn't. And that's the thing. For all the stuff about the Internet, the, all the great stuff it brings us in modern technology, there is the bad that goes with it, which is we are able to connect a bunch of people who are a bit, a bit out there uh, with people who are looking for something, searching for something, and they'll grab, gravitate to any ideology and they'll jump on top of it because they're weak enough to do something. And they find those people, and those people find them, and this is what you get. It is awful and horrible, and the sad thing is this will not be the last. And we're not addressing a lot of the issues. And one of those issues is, you know, your mental health is definitely a problem. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. But also the other problems of being able to identify early enough that people may not be mentally disturbed, but they're somewhat mentally weak, and they're angry. And they don't even know what the hell they're angry about. They don't. They don't know what the hell they're angry. You tell them what they're angry about. You know what? You could have probably put this guy in an, in in a, a situation where he could have been radicalized by any group out there if given the opportunity. But what happened was real. And it's his responsibility and he should pay the price. Doesn't mean we don't ask questions about other things. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You're going to want to keep that in your memory bank. I'll tell you why. Rough Greens is amazing. Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor for over 20 years. It's a guy who has done so many things in his life, and he thinks this is his not only his biggest, greatest achievement, you know, from being a Vietnam-era uh, helicopter pilot to surviving cancer four times to, to you know, to being a, a ranger in a Green Beret. Th this right here may be it, and that is Rough Grains, helping your dog. He wants to get as many dogs healthy and happy because he loves animals, grew up around animals his entire life. And Rough Greens is awesome. If your dog struggles with, you know, digestive problems, you know, achy joints and pains and, and you know, low energy and, and it just struggle like my dog Doodle did, Rough Greens is for you. And you don't change anything. You leave it all the same except for one thing. That dead food, which is the dog food you feed your dog, you're going to bring it to life with Rough Greens. One scoop on top of that, away it goes. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff, antioxidants, you name it. You watch what happened. My dog's healthier, happier, and bouncier than ever before. Try it now for free. Dr. Dennis Black wants 
you to try it for free. You just cover the cost of shipping. Simple and easy. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Go there, cover the cost of shipping, get a two-week jumpstart program for free. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. Oz has been locked in a very tight race with former hedge fund CEO David McCormick. But in recent days, conservative commentator Kathy Barnett has gained momentum. She is being called out for past tweets that are anti-Muslim and homophobic. And newly surfaced images verified by an independent researcher show her marching to the Capitol on January 6th. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's that mean? Well, midterms coming up and more tests today throughout the country. John Fetterman looks like the Democrat that should emerge over there in Pennsylvania. If you don't know who he is, Lieutenant Governor, he's eight feet tall. Giant dude. Shorts and a T-shirt guy. I love it. It's my kind of guy. I don't know if I agree with a lot of his politics, but I get behind his shorts and a T-shirt guy. I'm like, can you do that? I mean, is that possible? You got to wear a suit? What's the big issue, though? What's always the number one issue? At the end of the day, it is the economy, stupid! The majority of Americans on both sides of the aisle say the most important issue facing the country right now is the issue of inflation. And just over 30% of Americans say their personal financial situation has worsened in recent months. This is a warning sign for Democrats, and they know it. Yeah, it absolutely is a warning sign, right? It's, it's fired across the bow. There's the warning sign. You knew that. You knew there was going to be issues. The economy's stupid. It's the economy. Now, if you're a single voter, and I don't know who, I guess there are people out there that only base, you know, but pro-choice is number one, is a woman's right to choose, Roe v. Wade. Like, if you're a single voter, both sides do it, right? There's some people only vote pro-life. Some people only do stuff based on uh, immigration, uh, based on climate change. I never got that. But that's what it is. But for the rest of us who live in a world where we have to deal with everything, the thing that is singularly the most important thing is the economy, stupid. Steve Kornacki points it out. He's got his little board when he's drawing up there talking about the economy, stupid. Not even one in... And think about this for a second. This is a new poll based on Biden. And how he handles the economy. Not even one in four Americans approve of how Joe Biden's handling the cost of living. That's what's dragging him down. That's what's dragging Democrats down. I also thought this was notable. This is a bit of a reversal of what we saw in 2018. Again, 2018, the last midterm, a very bad midterm for Republicans, a midterm when Democrats posted significant gains. Now it's the Republicans. Neither one of the parties has a great image right now, but the Republicans have a little bit less of an image problem than the Democrats do, at least in our polling right now. Yeah, and that's a polling about the economy. People look at the economy right now and they look over at Biden and they say, no. No, you're not handling. You're you're a cause of of a lot of these factors. Inflation, 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 
because you printed money after money after money. And you wanted to print more, and then you came back out, and you're like, look at me. I dropped the deficit down. No, it would have been even worse had you not been stopped by other Democrats because you wanted to pass something that would have cost more trillions of dollars. You hand it out, right? Because Trump handed out some, so you wanted to hand out some. When everybody's like, it's probably not a good idea. But you went and did it anyways. You couple that, and everybody's like, well, these these evil corporations are taking all these profits. I'm just, get over it. But they're evil and bad. Why are they evil and bad? Because when they're losing money, you don't seem to care. When it's the company you like that's taking profits, you don't seem to care. Well, still, it's the economy, stupid. People feel it. They don't think we're on the right track. The numbers are showing it more and more for the Democrats. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. So we'll see how these things play out tonight. We'll see if Oz gets a win in Pennsylvania. But know this, across the country, the thing that they're going to be focusing on is the economy. Chad Benson, Joe. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's a big day on Capitol Hill. Something's happening and it hasn't happened in quite a long time. What? For the first time in more than half a century, UFOs will be the subject of a congressional hearing. Pentagon officials will appear before a House Intelligence Subcommittee Tuesday to answer questions about dozens of unexplained UFO sightings over the years. The hearing comes after a report mandated by Congress last year found most of those incidents involved objects that remain unidentified. The hearing will be public for the first three hours, followed by a closed-door session. That's the one you want to see. I don't care about the public one where you can get your three minutes of something, tease everybody, right? You, you tease everybody. But then the real stuff happens behind closed doors, as we all know. <laughs> it's nuts. Sorry. I wonder what's on the uh, table for the UFOs. And the Congress folk. More than 140 encounters reported by military personnel. No way. The government report released last year finding a definitive explanation for only one of the encounters. But Think about that for a second. 140 encounters. 140. So one, and there's 140. And they're like, so uh what are they? They're like, let me tell you what one is. Like, it's a weather balloon. They got hit by lightning. Something like that. All right. So what are the other 139? It's a good story. That we're going to find out about. Wait, what? I couldn't tell you. 
Well, it's got to be our stuff, right? It's got to be our stuff. But ruling out that any of the objects were part of any secret government technology. Wait a minute. It's not our stuff? What about that? The the secret technology, but what about the super secret? Or classified black program. Wait, so it's not our stuff. It's not our super sneaky stuff. So we got regular sneaky. Then we got double, triple, super sneaky. That leaves 139 we don't know. Could it be? What might they be? A few possible explanations. Counterintelligence devices by potential adversaries or something created by the military's own highly sensitive sensor equipment. That is always a possibility. It could be some of those things. But could there be more of an answer? An answer that is not found of this world. The government report released last year finding a definitive explanation for only one of the encounters. The words alien or extraterrestrial were not found anywhere in the government report, but they were not ruled out either. What if they're not aliens? What if there's a timeline that, you know, were the multiverse? What if that's a real possibility? You see more nuclear physicists and scientists, and they talk about stuff like that all the time. Says that, you know, there's a good chance that these kind of things, simulations. What if there's a ripple in something and boom? You know, yesterday we talked about the supermassive black hole. I've seen a regular super black hole. I was like, I'm not that impressed. Saw the supermassive black hole, very impressed. But they talked about with the supermassive black hole, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity that if you were to get into it and you were to come out the other side, that everything outside of the black hole would have essentially gone 10 years forward, but you would have been in there maybe an hour. So could it be something like that? I don't know. What I do know is we don't know. These unidentified aerial vehicles basically can do things that no earthbound vehicle can do. We don't know how to do them. And it's really the appropriate thing that the Navy basically said, yep, these pictures are real. They are pinging our radars, but we don't know what they are. Yeah, because if here's the reality. If it is something that our foes have, the Chinese, the Russians, obviously I think we know it's not the Russians. If it is something our foes have, Their technology is so much more advanced than we can ever imagine in those situations. But I don't think it's the Chinese, and I don't think it's the Russians. Judging on the fact that, unless the Russians go, look, all right, all you oligarchs, we want you to build this incredible thing, but you got to use all of this money for other stuff. And they're like, all right. We'll make our tanks. You're never going to attack anybody on the ground, are you, Vlad? No, no, we're done doing this stuff. You know, i done. I just, I wish, I want, I hope, you know, like the secret, I, I you know, the, the Ukraine come back and fold. We got this fine. So we're good to use the money on this? Totally fine with the money. You use it how you see fit. So then he goes and, and, and they go, all right, so we're going to build this thing. It's going to be awesome. We can only afford to build a few of them. We do have to have some sort of army, so we'll build it out of, like, cardboard. <laughs> Right. So because we're not going anywhere, we're not attacking anything. And then like, guess what, guys? Remember when I told you we no go attack people? Yeah. Well, we're attacking people in the Ukraine. 
But we, you know, this stuff's not going to work, right? Like you're aware. I kind of understand, probably not work. Yeah, but I just want you to understand when I mean it's not going to work, you don't come back to us and go, you guys are bad guys because it's not Russia. It's not China. So could it be? And we have this weird hubris that, like, we're it. Right? For well, there, There's unlimited amounts of stars. There's unlimited amounts of everything. Do you realize how tiny we really are? When you read up about the supermassive black hole, do you realize the thing is 400 times the size, four, 4 million times the size of our sun? Soak that up for a moment, if you could, kids and kittens. Try to wrap your head around that. Yeah. The hubris to think that we may be the only people? Uh, I don't know if I buy that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Speaking of tweetering. In a filing with federal regulators, Twitter insisted that only about 5% of its accounts are fake or spam accounts, so-called bots. But potential new owner Elon Musk thinks the number is probably closer to 20%. He's demanding that Twitter provide evidence to back up its 5% estimate. While not a deal breaker, he says the purchase won't move forward until he sees proof. Yeah. Do I think there's 20% of of them are bots? I don't know if 20%. It feels a little bit high. I think it could have gotten near about that high, especially at the height of all the elections and things of that nature. Could I see it being 10%? Yeah, I could see it. You know, the Twitter puts it at 5%. I could see 10%. What's that mean? It means negotiation. I offered to pay you guys 50 what? 2 or $54 a share. Now I find out that 10 or 12 or 14% is bots. We're negotiating now. You guys are sitting at $37 a share. It was like 47 when I offered you that. Maybe even a little bit higher. It's down at 37 now. I'm not overpaying. I'm a business person. The wealthiest man on the planet. I didn't get here by being an idiot. So, how does this look? I'll give you 44 bucks a share. That's $7 more than what you're trading at now. And if you don't like it, well, I'll pull out altogether. We'll see how this thing goes, and if it collapses upon itself, I'll buy it for pennies on the dollar. Mm. Because you've been exposed. You're trying to cover your tracks. People kind of know what's going on. We'll talk about that a little bit later, that there is audio out there. Got by Project Veritas, I'll admit. While I don't always you know, uh, take everything they do with a grain of salt the reality is they've got engineers on there saying of course we 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 go out and we we only censor the right of course we do i think everybody kind of knows that but just hearing it from somebody makes ooh. so the issue is now going to be is this more negotiation ploy or is this really i'm no longer interested Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. All that being said, we do know one thing: he has given kindly to the likes of the Ukrainians, and I'm talking about Elon Musk. He has pushed out his Starlink. Uh, by the way, I live. This is how remote I live. <laughs> times, I am uh, actually. I use Starlink. Uh, where I live, just because it's so much faster than everywhere else. 
But today they were ordered to give up Mariupol. Uh, the battle is still going on, and it's not going to, you know, again, having a city, and we've seen the Russians do this throughout the entire you know, time this has gone on, going on three months now, which is they'll go into a town, and they may get it. They may blow it up and do all kinds of things, but then they leave because there's nothing there. And what are you occupying? Stuff that you destroyed? You know you can't hold it. You have no chance of holding it. You're going to get thumped, absolutely thumped, if you try to hold it. Putin has very few uh, options in Ukraine, given how poorly the war is going, and he may have to end up with what he has on the ground now being the final notion. Yeah, that might be it. And on the other side, you've got what's going on with Sweden and Finland, which is they want to join NATO. All the things that Putin didn't want to have happen, right? The West encroaching even more. Really, it's, it's not the West. It's not Western ideology. It's Western ideologies. It's freedom. It's, 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 it's all of the things that he really doesn't care that you have. He just wants to be able to rule you. But he doesn't care if you go about and do those things. He just doesn't want to be criticized, and he doesn't want to give up power. Well, that seems like a very fair thing to do for a dictator. But, I mean, that's the frustration I think a lot of people, you know, in, in Russia are starting to see is, wait a minute, this is about this guy? It is. They're going to start paying the price more and more. And he's getting closer to some sort of procedure, people are saying. I don't know if that's to be true. What I do know is I don't think he looks well. And his self-fulfilling prophecy of nobody joining NATO in and around him Looks like that's going away. Putin must have known that by invading Ukraine that he was going to force Sweden and Finland into the arms of NATO. But this idea of restoring the Russian Empire, of taking Ukraine, was the overriding concern. Yeah. So what's going to end up happening? Well, Erdogan, who's the president of uh, Turkey, is kind of like the Pooter in some ways. And... Uh, he, the way that, that NATO works is kind of like, it's one of those things where everybody puts, you know, the white ball into the, the velvet bag and, you know, and you pull out, oh my God, one marble's black, so you don't get a join. It's the same thing, right? If one person could veto everything. And they've said they would veto Sweden and Finland, which really means I want stuff. What guarantees I want stuff. What are those things going to be? That's what he wants. That's it. And we'll see. We'll see if he gets the stuff he wants, and we'll see if he really follows through with this. Erdogan, like a lot of these guys, does not care about your feelings or about what's right. They care about themselves, most importantly, continuing to wield power. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Car Shield gives you 24-7 roadside assistance. It's got to like that. Your car breaks down. Call Car Shield. But car broke down. Don't work. What do you I got to do? And they're like, ah, don't worry about it. We got your back covered. Plus, they let you take it to the place that you want to take it to get fixed. They're like, where do you want to take your car? Ah, take it to wherever you want to take it. We'll get them paid directly. All you got to do is pay your deductible. And if you need... A rental vehicle, we'll hook you up with that as well. What? That's what CarShield does. A million drivers have been helped by CarShield. Plans that fit anybody's budget. 
And right now, not only can you lock in your price, you lock in your price forever. Over a million drivers have been helped by CarShield. Why not be one of them? I have it on all my cars. You should have it on yours. Go to carshield.com slash Benson today or call 800-391-8888, 800-391-8888. You're going to save 10% right there on your plan, plus lock in your pricing forever. It's carshield.com slash Benson. Save 10% forever pricing locked in. Deductible may apply. Chad Benson Shoe. If you're part of the politically exhausted majority, don't fear. Your time to be validated and rejuvenated is here. It's the Chad Benson Show. Michael Jackson's Thriller made its debut in 1982, taking the world by storm. And to this day, it's still the best-selling album of all time worldwide, selling more than 100 million copies. And to celebrate 40 years of Thriller, several new versions will be out later this year, a digital version and two-CD set, which will feature bonus versions of unreleased tracks Jackson worked on while making Thriller. There will be a special vinyl reissue and a limited high-quality audiophile version as well. Thriller won eight Grammys and spent a record 37 weeks at number one on the Billboard 200. Now, I try to explain this to my youngsters about how big Thriller was. And I said, you know, you know how you see like there's, 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 you know, country's big for a hot minute, you know, for like a year or two, and then some rock music, and it, but it's not one band, it's like 12, and it's like 12 rappers and stuff. I go, take that throw it all away, have one person dominate for a year. And the album was around forever and a day on the Billboard Hot 100, 200, whatever. But I said, imagine that. You can't. I mean, there's nothing. Nothing compares to how big it was and culturally the effect that Thriller had on the country. I mean, my God, my son's 11 and he knows who Vincent Price is. Vincent Price, who was on Thriller, for those of you who don't know, the amazing voice of the great actor and art collector, Vincent Price. Bet you didn't know he collected art. Well, you do now. Eddie Van Halen, of course. I mean, all these people. It was so big. It was so massive. And it still continues to sell albums year after year. What are we, we're like 40 times platinum. I mean, it's it's some ridiculous amount. To give you an idea, if you go back, and if you just look at Wikipedia, just to give you an idea of, of biggest albums, most people don't know, Michael Jackson Thriller is 20 million better than the next album. Next album is ACDC's Back in Black. They came out two years prior, which also still sells like hotcakes. Whitney Houston, the bodyguard sold tons of those as well. Some 45 million. Meat Lump just passed away, 44. Eagles, who up until Michael Jackson came along, uh, held the number one spot. Pink Floyd, the Eagles again, Hotel California, BG's Fleetwood Mac, and Shania Twain round out the only artists who've ever sold over 40 million copies. But Thriller, 20 million better than anybody else. Crazy. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I always still got a thought he was an alien. At least the person that ended up being Michael Jackson at the end. Not the one who started out as that little boy singing ABC, but the weird one that looked kind of like Diana Ross met an alien. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson what a day what a day what a day talk a bit about what's going on in buffalo president biden making a trip there you know they gotta be saying all right dude just don't go off script right don't start telling stories about made-up gangsters (laughs) about bad dudes used to know back in the day this guy was really bad he had switchblade i mean don't don't just don't don't talk about you riding a train. Just go there, lay a wreath, take the doctor, wink. And that's his wife, for those of you who don't know. And uh, do what you're good at, which is go show your empathy. Try not to divide the country anymore with everybody's ultra MAGA. What was the uh, headline in the, uh, I think it was Rolling Stone magazine. I wanted to hit on it yesterday. I, just, I, I didn't get to it, but it was something essentially that you know said that uh, this guy is every Republican. And you're like, that doesn't help. That doesn't help any of this. So, so the guy who I've not used his name, will not use his name, who goes and guns down 10 black Americans at a store in Buffalo, Wounds another three is all Republicans. That you think that helps at all? Or do you like, you know, this flames, it's big. We should try to tamp it down. Give me some gasoline. I think that's the best way to put this thing out. Under my predecessor, the great MAGA King, the deficit increased every single year he was president. People were hurt. What is the MAGA crowd want to do? Forget it. Forget it. This MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. The ultra MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. Ultra MAGA sounds like a condom or a beer. Forget Forget it. Forget it. Does kind of sound like a condom. He had like an ultra MAGA. <laughs> oh. So this is what Rolling Stone had. The Buffalo shooter isn't a lone wolf. He's a mainstream Republican. By the way, in his manifesto, uh, which he blames the Jews, and the Jews are like, why always us? I know, right? I found out, I found out for those you don't know, uh, 
year before last, Jack did a 23 and me thing or one of those, you know, things that are going to follow him around forever and they know his DNA and they're going to come after him and, you know, I'm kidding. They, uh, which we'd never done and I'd never done. And, you know, and so it's like, oh, I got both of it. And so Jack's mine was bonus. Uh, but Chad, there was never a doubt. The, uh, we found out we're, we're Jewish. We have Jewish in our family. Like, it was totally not like told, like my mom's side, like nothing, not a word said, <laughs> not a thing, nothing. I'm like, mom, did you, she know? She goes, well, grandma, we had told us stuff, but we didn't really, you know, we didn't talk about. It. So my great grandmother who was born in Louisiana, her name was Huida, Q-U-I-D-A, Huida Fleck. Yeah, that was like one of those things back in the day we just didn't talk about it, you know, and we had, you know, family members who were Ukrainian and, and some of them died in the Holocaust and stuff, I guess, but it just really didn't go into it more. And then the more that, you know, people do this, you know, the family lineage, you, you find out more and more. But this manifesto is the Jews are bringing in all of these people to usurp basically Americans and 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 you know one of them was it was americans right like that's they talked about it and they're bringing them in you know in particular from 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 across the border and stuff and i was chatting with my uncle last night and he said something and i was like yeah you're right on he goes if that's true why didn't this dude shoot up a taqueria and i'm like well first of all it's buffalo it's probably not the taquerias but he was just angry he's pissed off Right. He's an angry, pissed off, delusional kid. And in his manifesto, he also talks about becoming radicalized. You don't. That's not something you say because you don't know you're radicalized. But he's all over the place. He blames Democrats. He blames the Republican Party. He blames he for a while in some of this thing he talks about. He was this crazy, you know, he communist. I mean, he, he's all over the place in this. And everybody will pick and choose the points of things that they want to point out in said book, in said manifesto, in said audio piece to make a point. Because what you're looking to do is you're trying to validate something. You're not trying to paint a whole picture. And this guy had problems. And when the, and I think we're going to find out something that will probably not be talked about as much, is when this COVID hit, when that happened, he went inside. He went inside. Inside 4chan, inside 8chan. He went deeper and deeper. Then he didn't want to go back to school, and he had gotten in trouble. They had, he was in the hospital for a night and a half or so, almost 48 hours, because he had threatened to shoot up his school and kill himself. There were things about him that, that you could probably see. But did his family know this was going on? Those are the questions that are going to be asked. Who are mom and dad? What didn't you know? What did you know? By all accounts, they seem to be, you know what, even it's funny because some of the kids are like, well, you know, he seemed to be kind of, you know, his mom seemed to be kind of snooty. He thought they were better than everybody, but they were around. So you didn't know your kid was going down. But how many people do? How many people are honest enough 
that their kid needs that kind of help. How many kids are honest enough to say, my kid is in pain, my kid is struggling, my kid, I fear, is a potential threat to others? We joke all the time about my little brother, Elijah, who I love to death. But Hunter and I joke all the time, a little sister. There's a shooter. Not really. Not a shooter. More of a stabber. <laughs> Chad. But Elijah, the reality is, is he's got issues. Now, issues that he was born with. And to give you guys an understanding, my little brother's 11. He's my nephew. My mother's adopted. They have a therapist who comes in in the morning to get him ready for school because his defiance and hatred of school is such. Not that he hates the people, like the kids. He doesn't hate them or even some of the staff. He hates going to school because of the way that school itself, the learning, especially once they got him on a good track, COVID hit, and of course he's in California, so everything shut down for two years because that's what you do. And it's gotten to the point where they're like, we can't handle it. Nobody wants to believe their kid is bad. Nobody wants to believe their kid is capable of something this heinous. But there are going to be questions for sure. As there should be questions across a lot of different, you know, areas when it comes to how did he get to this place? To me, that's what we need to be looking at now how did you get here what took you to this place i said yesterday because people were like why didn't they kill him they talked him out of it and there's a portion of me that says i wish he would have just shot himself but there's another portion of me that says i'm glad he didn't because we need to find out more and more how did you become radicalized how did you become a person who radicalized themselves to the point that you thought the best thing for you to do in this white replacement theory that you had bought into was to go to a store and to shoot people who've done nothing to you, who you did not know, know and that you had planned it out in such a way that you did recon. You had been there months prior. You were there the day before. How did you get to that point? How did that happen? And more and more is coming out. Authorities now confirming 18-year-old Peyton Gendron visited Topps Supermarket two months before he shot and killed 10 people in what the FBI calls a racially motivated attack. ABC News obtaining a 589-page document allegedly posted by the suspect to the online chat site Discord in late April. Authorities say it appears to show how the gunman carefully planned out the massacre, visiting the supermarket on March 8th, where he was questioned by a security guard. Yeah. I guess the day before, he pretended to be homeless. I mean, there's all kinds of stories coming out about this kid. This is a 500-plus page report. This isn't his manifesto. That was like 120 pages. This guy had planned it out. He had been studying copycat killers. He had thought about going to churches. He thought about going to schools. And somehow he picked this. Why? Why? I mean, you're talking months and months and months. 
You're not deranged. But somehow you allowed yourself to be hijacked because there was something in you that thought that this was a good idea. Law enforcement officials are locking in on a new document which allegedly contains scores of social media posts from the Buffalo suspect showing how he was involved in meticulous planning at least two months before the massacre. The document contains photos of guns, even details on the layout of the store. That's a part where you're like, crazy people don't do those kind of things. They don't. How did you get radicalized? These things help us in the future. It's the reason that they have profilers in the FBI. They want to find out who are the people we're looking for. Who would the people that would be best fit in this? I think we kind of know what we're looking for in a lot of these things. Lonely. Not stupid. Usually somewhat disgruntled and angry. White kids between the ages of probably 17 and and 22 23 who are who are not outcasts but they're fringe and if people like you and i understand who we're looking for don't think that people out there aren't also looking for them who may want to build an audience who may or may not do things that are heinous 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter Tweet at us, Calibrate, losing weight is super great with Calibrate. That is not their jingle, because if it was, it would be the greatest jingle of all time. But it's not. But it is a great way to lose weight. Calibrate is FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes, and that equals sustainable weight loss, happier, healthier you. Boom, baby. Calibrate, super great, it's losing weight. See, jingle again. It is awesome. It truly is. Sometimes you got to realize, man, you're fighting something you can't win because your biology is like, no, we're not going to do this. Your biology says, hey, we're comfortable here. Your metabolism says we're comfortable here. You lose weight. Hundreds and thousands of years of evolution says we better slow our metabolism down because we need to hold on to this. That's where the FDA-approved medication comes in. You make small lifestyle changes, and those things help you along the way to losing weight. You need one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, community members just like you, medical care, including a doctor visit via video, average earliest Calibrate members lost about 20% so far of their body weight, 20%. Here's the other thing. Fits in anybody's lifestyle, and it's FDA-approved medication. Right? It's not some fly-by-night thing. No, FDA-approved medication. Right now, save big, an extra $50 off a one-year metabolic reset, Use promo code CHAD at joincalibrate.com. Go to joincalibrate.com. Use code CHAD. Joincalibrate.com. Code CHAD. Chad Benson Show. Don't let the Washington Beltway strangle you. This is where the exhausted majority comes to refuel, realign, and reevaluate. This is Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. 
Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? You know, so <clears throat> when I look at Google, one of the things I have to do is I have to, sometimes it's set for the UK, sometimes it's set for the United States. And I'm like, the UK's top thing was monkeypox. I'm like, what the hell is monkeypox? What is wrong with us? Uh, yesterday's biggest search thing was Kara. What's her name? I don't know. Kara. She's an actress. Devi, Devlin. Devline. I don't know what she is. She's she's weird. She apparently was at the uh, billboards the other night and was kind of photobombing people and annoying everybody. Who wants to know why is this? She's like the girl that comes to every party and she always seems to be white girl drunk. Oh, can you say that? Yeah, I think so. May Musk is trending because she, the 75-year-old mother of the quadrillionaire. Is that a, is that a real number? I don't think it is. Uh, yeah. Is going to be uh, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. The multiverse was trending yesterday and explains what the hell is going on with that. Because people are still trying to figure it out. Arby's manager was also trending yesterday because apparently... The Arby's manager in Washington State's, uh, yeah, up there in Washington State near Vancouver, Columbia River, right there, Portland, Oregonish area, urinated in the uh, the shake mix, which is I don't recommend drinking that. Uh, and of course, Arby's has to put out their obligatory stuff, <laughs> right? This is not something we condone. It's like we know that now. We didn't think that was like, you know, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, you guys are going to love it if you like uh, uh, people urinating your stuff. You don't have to tell us that. We get it. That's one of those goes unsaid. Go over to uh, Google. You got the Trumps, Morgan Freeman, Twitter Exposed, Pete Davidson, Rachel Maddow, Cranian War, Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban firing back at Lil Wayne because he called Luca Doncic a hope. So... They got into a tit-for-tat. How weird is that, that a billionaire, entrepreneur, and Lil Wayne get into an argument? It's the beauty of social media, as well as the insanity. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. So we're dealing with what took place in Buffalo. We've got inflation that's through the roof. We've got uh, primaries going on today. All that being said, there's also something going on. To me, something that is, well, it's kind of bizarre. On the Hill today, for the first time in five decades, we're talking UFOs. Unidentified aerial phenomena are a potential national security threat, and they need to be treated that way. Yeah. What are they? Are they UFOs as we would think of UFOs? Are they more than that? Are they actual aliens? I mean, there's a lot of things that we're, we're not quite sure what they are. 
Uh, but we're going to find out. Kind of, not really. Here's the thing. I, 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 I get excited because I think there's more out there. I know. I'm a weirdo. I get it. But I just think the hubris to think we're, on, we're the only thing that's it. I went, you know, last hour from missing the show, grabbed the show. We're talking about, you know, the uh, supermassive black hole, how it's way better than the original, just regular old black hole. But part of that is the fact that when you hear about what goes on in the supermassive black hole, you know, as once again, Einstein, they're like, yeah, that Einstein guy, he was like, he was pretty much right again. How much bigger it is than like our sun. It's like 4 million times the size of the sun. Some ridiculous amount like that. We can't even fathom that. On top of that, they say if you were to get into the black hole and you came out the other side, you'd be an hour older. But everybody else would be up to 10 years older. Like all this stuff would have happened around you. So to think that, you know, even to think that we're the hubris that we're it and that there's nothing else, uh, I find weird. I do. I find it, I find it odd to think that. You know, we're always expecting little green men, but there's been way too many things here that that have popped up that we don't understand. And then if it's not us that has this technology, then as that Republican right there said from Indiana, Andre Carson, yeah, they're that they could be an absolute threat to security of our nation because whatever some of these things are. They don't just outperform us. They do things that our things couldn't even dream of doing. For too long, the stigma associated with UAPs has gotten in the way of good intelligence analysis. Pilots avoided reporting or were laughed at when they did. DOD officials relegated the issue to the back room or swept it under the rug entirely, fearful of a skeptical national security community. Yeah. Everybody uh, for years was one of the head pilots at Evia Air, and he used to, he would talk about some of the things that he had seen in all of his years of flying. Evia Air is a massive airline, one of the biggest in the world, and he would talk about some of the things he saw. And he said, you know, early in the days, you were just totally discouraged. Like an alien could have landed on top of your plane, could have come in and talked to everybody in the airplane, and you were still discouraged. Don't talk about it. Don't. Don't talk about it. But there's too much not to talk about now. Since the release of that preliminary report, UAP Task Force uh, database has now grown to contain approximately 400 reports. 400 reports. That's a lot. Heard earlier, there's 140 that, that the government has identified as reported by the Navy. And out of that, we, we, we've identified one. That means 139 are not identifiable, whatever that means. Not all 140 are, or 139 are UAPs or UFOs or ETs or whatever. But there are things in there that we just don't know. We want to know what's out there as much as you want to know what's out there. Yeah. Ronald Moultrie there. Of course we do. This is the important thing he says here. With regard to the importance of transparency, the department is fully committed to the principle of openness and accountability to the American people. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because the first three hours, as you hear, are going to be three hours of them coming out and talking. 
Then they're going behind closed doors. That's where stuff happens. You never find out anything in front of the camera. It's behind the scenes where deals and reality is pushed out. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. One of the realities is the uh, Democrats have a lot of issues. I think we know that. I think it's evident that this is not going well for them. New, A new poll is out about Biden. That approval rating overall is under 40%. What's driving it? Not a huge shock here. It's the economy. Look at the trajectory of Joe Biden's job approval on the economy. 52% in the start of his presidency fell under 40 at the start of this year. Now he's barely over 30. And we added a new question, this one becoming more and more important to folks. It's prices. It's the cost of living. First time we asked this about how Biden is handling that issue. Yeah. And those issues, is the economy stupid? It's the economy stupid. We have the first, uh, some people call it real test of Trump's, you know, power and authority. Is he the kingmaker he thinks he is uh, in both Pennsylvania and North Carolina today? You know, uh, Oz, Dr. Oz is is up and he's up in some, a lot of the polls, but it's going to, whoever wins that nomination there is, is going to win. It's a plurality. They're not going to, they're not running away with it. But what's the big issue? Whether it's North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Washington State, Iowa, what's the big issue? The majority of Americans on both sides of the aisle say the most important issue facing the country right now is the issue of inflation. And just over 30% of Americans say their personal financial situation has worsened in recent months. This is a warning sign for Democrats, and they know it. Yeah, inflation is kicking everybody right in the grundle. It is. It's kicking everyone right there. And the economy stupid. The economy stupid. There are people out there that are one-issue voters. But the majority of Americans look around and say, who's going to be the best at what? And right now, this administration is truly struggling. Truly struggling. And they don't know what's the picture that you want to paint for America. We gave you guys a bunch of free stuff. It's caused some inflation. Uh, we've got lots of supply chain problems, but some of those are here. See baby formula. We have, uh, you know, we've got a problem at the border that we're not dealing with. We talk a good game in some areas and never back it up. And in other areas, we just flat out are full of crap. That's not the picture you want to paint. It isn't. Not even one in four Americans approve of how Joe Biden's handling the cost of living. That's what's dragging him down. Not even one in four Americans. So less than 25%. You're, you're heading towards like the 20 percentage range. You're not going to win anything there. And as we've talked about, no matter what the president say or do, you're always on the ticket. You can be running for school board. President somewhere is on the ticket. We talked about the baby formula thing, which is a big issue. An issue that should have been dealt with. An issue that people both in the FDA and inside of government said, we should have saw this coming, and we didn't. Did the government fail to recognize how big of a deal the disruption was going to be? How great this crisis could turn into when a plant of this size and import 
to the formula supply was shut down? Did you fail to recognize the problem you had on your hands? Oh, at, at all times, FDA recognizes what, it might, what might happen when it moves in to tell a plant, a manufacturer, that they may have to uh, take pretty dramatic action. So Abbott, who controls a vast majority of the market for baby formula, there was an issue. And some children died, some babies. Was it contaminated? Was it not contaminated? They shut down the plant months and months ago, last year. And now they're supposedly going to be up and running in the next two weeks, and within a month, uh, the supplies will be rolling out rather quickly. But you knew this was going to be a big issue. And rather than go, all right, what are we going to do to make it up? We're going to have to go to some trusted importers, and we're going to have to amp up our importing. And we double down on importing. Tariffs are massive, and so are FDA regulations on imports. What can we do to loosen some of those? Because we don't know. Well, but Chad, that's the problem here with Abbott. Well, Abbott didn't admit any wrongdoing. Didn't seem to be anything was proved, but the worrisome came out of there. Was it a supply chain issue with them? Did something get in there? I don't know. But you should have seen these things coming. So this is when you pivot and say, we must handle this and make sure that everything they've got going on is fine. This company over here has been importing to us for a while. What can we do to get extra, to get more? This is what it is all about, being forward thinking. This president is anything but that. He Government inherently is reactionary. But you multiply that with not only reactionary, but poor reaction times, and you have Biden and his administration. That is not good. That is not good at all. That is bad. That is a bad, bad recipe for disaster. And we're seeing it right now. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us. Yes, more stuff happening today on the Capitol. I'm excited. Rick Crawford, Republican Arkansas. As overseers of the intelligence community, this committee has an obligation to understand what you are doing to determine whether any UAPs are new technologies or not. And if they are, where are they coming from? Yeah. UFOs. First time in 50 years. UFOs are front and center. There's going to be a few hours of public hearings and then the real stuff will go behind closed doors and that's where the transparency ends and i understand for certain situations transparency especially if it's some of our stuff and we go yeah we know well we don't know what it is and as they're saying we don't know they're shaking their head we do okay we get that but there's a lot of other stuff that we don't know but this is how much the government's like man we shouldn't talk about inflation or any of this other stuff let's talk about ufos let's tell everybody's ufos (laughs) Let's take a let's take our let's take our mind off it and tell and tell Biden not to tell everybody he was abducted. <laughs> Knew a bad alien once. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. It's a burger extravaganza, baby. That's right. Buy one, get one free pricing. My pillow bed sheets as low as fifty nine ninety eight. Elegant my pillows forty nine ninety eight. Six piece towel set. Roll and go anywhere. My pillows twenty nine ninety eight and so much more. Made right here. 
in the United States of America. Things like the six-piece towel set, cotton grown right here, super absorbent, absolutely incredible, no lotion-y feel, six-day money-back guarantee, one-year limited warranty. You will love it. Tons of colors and sizes to choose from. The Roll and Go Anywhere pillow, fantastic. If you go anywhere, if you travel a lot, you have to have it. It's a must-have. You can use it chilling at your home, right with your couch and your car, right? Yeah, hey, honey, use this. Or if you're driving, you know, hey, honey, use You're going to love this thing. Take it with you as you go on your travels. 10-year warranty, 60 money-back guaranteed. So buy one, get one extravaganza at MyPillow.com slash Benson. Check out all the BOGO list offers by going to MyPillow.com slash Benson. You're also going to get Mike's book free with any purchase. Save big right now, MyPillow.com slash Benson, or call 800-983-4975, 800-983-4975. Chad Benson Show. No fake outrage here, just the real thing. The Chad Benson Show. Popular topic uh, in our nation with various theories as to what these objects may be and where they originate. By nature, we are all curious, and we seek to understand the unknown. Scott Bray, Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, today talking about UFOs, which are the big hot topic in D.C., because it takes them away from talking about other things. I would have to say, though, if UFOs were found to be real, for whatever they are, whether it's interdimensional travel or or whatever it is, if they were found to be real, uh, we can't explain it all, but yes, it is something not of our world. Doesn't mean it's come from a far-off distant planet, but it's not of our world. You'd have to think that's like the biggest story. You would. Doesn't mean that it is. Or isn't. We just don't know. Rick Crawford, Republican, Arkansas. While this topic evokes creative imaginations of many, aside from all the hype and speculation, there are important underlying issues posed by UAPs. Yeah, security. Because if they're not ours, then they're either somebody else's that's on this planet that has technology that's a thousand times better than anything we could hope, to think of, or, or, they're from somewhere else. So I'm going to think about it. Speaking of thinking about it, I got pushed back on this a bit yesterday. I touched on it briefly. Uh, other people are speaking out about uh, Brittany Griner. She's a WNBA star, and uh, she is uh, in Russia, in a jail right now. Monty Williams, who was the coach of the phoenix suns who were absolutely boat raced the other day <laughs> talking about brit i want our fans to know that even though i haven't spoken about it a lot we as a staff pray for her and her family a ton and um i just hope that people out there will keep her even though our season is over and we won't see her her symbol on the floor i pray that people will continue to, to pray for her and hopefully she can get out of that country and out of prison here soon yeah, so she was arrested uh, with what they say is some hashish, something of that nature. 
She faces, I, I don't even know what she faces, to be honest. I've read everywhere from five years in prison to 10 years in prison to, you know, uh, but there's definitely a political motive of it. Does, does it mean that she's innocent? No. No, that it doesn't. But they wanted to trade her for a guy named Victor Bout. And he is nicknamed the Doctor of Death, the Merchant of Death. Because he goes and he is a notorious arms dealer and he's doing 25 years over here uh, in prison and he faces other charges globally. But this is the guy who moves, uh, how should we say this? He moves weight. He moves things. And I said, no chance in hell. I'd be like, no. And people were upset. Oh, Chad, could you, how could I say that? First of all, they're in the midst of a war that they're getting their asses handed to them. Secondly, this guy has been involved in just about every civil war in Africa and everywhere else you could think of. And if you've ever seen the movie Lord of War starring Nicolas Cage, a lot of his exploits are based, a lot of that movie is based upon his exploits. So, no, the answer would be a hot no. My friend's like, well, I'm thinking with my heart, you're thinking with your head. Yes, but I'm also thinking with my heart. Because this guy could get some stuff, potentially, that could do damage to other people around the globe that could kill them, including places like Ukraine. So that's a no. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. See what else you got. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Talking about UFOs on the hill. Do you find that fascinating? Your conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm a... Eh, is it possible? Of course it's possible. I am an opti- I'm an open-minded skeptic. I'm optimistic that there may be other things out there, but I'm not certain about everything no who would be i'm also not closed-minded enough to think well it can't happen there could be no way there's aliens no no there there, there could be different things we're always thinking and we're so like oh it's got to be green man like what if somebody shows up like yeah we look just like you guys what yeah we're just we're way more advanced right but we're just we look just like you it's like are, are you guys lizards like is there lizard people no we just look just like you guys is that possible? Of course. Anything. Again, every time I say it's not possible, I just go back to, you know, Trump was president. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Other stuff that's going on is, I, and, I, and when I talk about Buffalo and how horrible what took place there, We can sit here and we could throw things around like, well, you know, it's this. Everybody's looking for somebody to blame. It's, it's his fault. It's, it's, it's their fault. The reality is it's the fault of the gunman. Did other people play a part in it as far as what? Giving him shelter or knowing about his plans and helping him plan out? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
uh, seems to be pretty much a, you know, he, he had done a lot of this. Did he alert people to it? Yeah. By the sounds of it, he did alert people to things that potentially were going to happen. Did anybody take him serious? Did people egg him on? I was telling producer Phil earlier, he sounds like a person that if you would have shown him a radical imam, a Charles Manson-like figure, a person who, you know, was, I mean, you could just start going down the line, right? You know, uh, some sort of cult that he's crying out for something. He was looking for something to belong to, and for reasons, you know, and this was the one that he went down. He dove down in this. But the human side of it is is the other side of it that we never talk about. We always focus too much on the, the perpetrator, not enough on the victims. And this is Victor Blackwell. He is a reporter for CNN. Listen to him here and understand how he feels. We forget that they're human beings. They're reporters. They go out and they see these things, and it's not easy. It's hard at times. Some people can compartmentalize much better. But even that being said, as a human being, if you have any human emotions, things can get to you. Listen, I I was counting in the car talking with my producer. I've done 15 of these, at least the ones I could count. And we keep having the conversation about Democrats will say guns, Republicans will say mental health, and nothing will change. And I'll probably do another one this year. Family after family, having nowhere to go with their grief. We'll get into a political conversation later, but is this the way we're supposed to live? Are we destined to just keep doing this city after city? Have we just resigned that this is what we are going to be? It's real. It hits him. Yes, he's black, but he's a human being, right, as well. He could have been white, and I, people are breaking. They're humans. And he talks about, we'll get into the politics. And that's the problem. It's the politics of it. The problem is the politics of all of it. We need to have real discussions and we need to have real people who can come to real solutions with other people so they can put actual decision-making abilities that they have to actually work for the people in play. We don't have that. We don't. It's easier to come out and scream and yell and say, well, this guy's a white supremacist, he's evil, all white people are bad, all Republicans are bad. Let me raise money, we'll get guns off the street. It's always funny that they're getting guns off the street in places where there tends to be lots of mass shootings, lots of issues. And on the other side, the Republicans scream and yell that it's mental illness and that this person doesn't re- no 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 you don't you you don't get to go walk away and say well it was you know everybody's got a part to play in this long drawn out nightmare and i'm talking politics in general roe v wade immigration guns you can go on and on and on and both sides have entrenched themselves in positions where they stand and they fight for not for the vast majority of people 
who live in a sane real world, but at this point in time, mostly for fringe elements that are loud, who support them at all times. But it's not for the vast majority. Guns. We have, Real people sit down and go, all right, how do we do this? We don't want to take away people's guns, but we need to have a better way of doing things. And we need to have a way, when it comes to mental health checks, that, you know, without being intrusive and punishing people who have not done anything, and at the same time, making sure that we do everything we possibly can, and we're not going to prevent everything. you got to tell everybody that story. We're not preventing everything. You take every gun away in this country and think we've got them all. Somebody's going to find one and do something. Or somebody is going to do something else with something else. And you're like, didn't even think of that. So let's not entrench on people's liberties, but let's also do everything we can to make sure that we do the right things when it comes to guns. What are those? And you start breaking down the reality of the things. Does somebody need a howitzer? Probably not. Could somebody get one? And I'm joking, obviously. This guy got a gun that was legal, and then he modified it. You're not going to stop that. You're not. And at the same time, you do have to recognize there are people out there that absolutely live in a world of crazy wackiness that feed upon the fears of both blacks and whites And how do we get at them? Not to stop them from talking, but to give other people a voice that matter more, that are stronger and that are based more in reality. I'm not about banning free speech. But I'm also over the fact that the media only wants to show lunacy because it's good for their bottom line. Roe v. Wade, you get together, talk. Hey, what are you thinking? I think 12 weeks is fair. Yeah, I think 12 weeks is fair, too. I think now, granted, if, uh, you know, certain circumstances, especially the life of a mother and rape victims, things of that nature, we can, you know, talk about that. You know, obviously, the, the life of the mother. But if you're waiting 25 weeks and you're raped and you knew it and you've, you know, that, I find that weird. Uh, but you know that's let's let's twelve weeks is good, right? If you're you're three months into something, you can't make a decision. You've had the chance. Yeah, I think that's right too. Let's stop this lunacy once and for all. Let's just do that. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Immigration. Sit down. How you fix this? You know, we need to be have more temporary visas. Absolutely for sure. We didn't. We need to deny a lot more when it comes to asylum, and we need to make the process quick and easy. But the temporary visas should be exactly that. We need to put a strong tracking on those temporary visas, where if you come over here for 90 days and your visa expires and you continue to work under that or you continue to stay here and you're caught, your visa privileges are suspended for X amount of months or years, whatever it is. But we allow people to come in and out a little bit easier. Depending on the job, we'll extend it, right? If you're coming here and you're building a bridge, you're a big engineer, it might take you a couple of years. Totally understandable. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Give people a pathway to citizenship in a right way and a smart way, not a ridiculous way. Oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's not bad. 
And the other side comes up and says, well, I'd like this, this, and this. You say, I'd like this, this, and this. And then you come to an agreement. And then you say, but most importantly, with all of these things, what we do is once we have an agreement and we decide these are the things that we do, these are the things that we do. We don't deviate from the path. We don't have rogue people going, well, I'm not going to obey those laws or I'm not going to do that. This is what we do. And that means if your party deviates, you hold your party's feet to the fire. Well, 25% of the, the electorate's going to be pissed at us. And you're like, yeah, well, the other 75% is not. And that matters. Oh, yeah. Can't have those conversations. Because what did we do? We were, we're on our way to solving problems. They weren't going to be perfect. We were honest with the people. They weren't going to be 100% of everything everybody wants because you don't get that. But when all is said and done, if we'd advanced and things move forward, that's great. The problem with politics is people think they're going to solve problems and find solutions when the reality is they are the problem in many ways, and the solution is give them more money, vote them back in. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. My pillow has BOGO going on. Power on, get one free. That's uh, BOGO pricing for those of you not keeping score. Uh, great deals on the MyPillow towels, not lotiony, fantastic feeling, super absorbent. They've got the roll and go anywhere pillows, which are awesome. If you're going to travel a lot, that's something I absolutely tell you you should get. Uh, and then you can go down the line on everything. They got a huge list on all of the BOGOs, the buy one, get one free pricing with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of this. Plus, every purchase, you get a free book from Mike Lindell about his life. You go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. That's MyPillow.com slash Benson to save big or call 800-983-4975. 800-983-4975. Or MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. UFOs. Woo! Hearings going on today. find that fascinating. I do. I find it fascinating. How could you find it? It's just, it is super fascinating. We're talking about it. We're sitting down. By the way, there's lots to chat about. More than 140 encounters reported by military personnel. The government report released last year finding a definitive explanation for only one of the encounters, but ruling out that any of the objects were part of any secret government technology or classified black program. What might they be? A few possible explanations, counterintelligence devices by potential adversaries, or something created by the military's own highly sensitive sensor equipment. Yeah, Martha Raddatz are talking about that. I want you to listen a bit of what else she goes on to talk about, because what they don't rule out. Is interesting. The government report released last year finding a definitive explanation for only one of the encounters. The words alien or extraterrestrial were not found anywhere in the government report, but they were not ruled out either. What? 140 reports out of that, only one. One. 
they've said we really pretty much got our handle on this one and it's we know what it is because it's one of ours oh okay what about the other 113 couldn't tell you aliens maybe don't know don't know do we got some sort of secret super secret thing no how about double triple quadruple secret super super double triple quadruple secret possible doubt it so what is it don't know <laughs> do you know anything i can't tell you oh no yeah so find that interesting going on as we speak now they're going to hold uh Several hours of the usual hearings, right, where everybody comes out and they they say a bunch of stuff. And then on the back side of it, they'll, you know, go into other rooms where you leave all of your stuff outside, like your assistants and your phones, and you have other discussions. And that's usually where we find out what other things are going on there. So it'll be very interesting to see if anything comes out of that at all. The other side of things, big doings today in across the country. It is midterms, primary day for some big races that people are looking at. In particular, what's going on in Pennsylvania. So you got Dr. Mehmet Oz, of course, Dr. Oz, of his famous Oz show, Oprah and all that stuff. He's running as a Republican and Trump has backed him. Oz has been locked in a very tight race with former hedge fund CEO David McCormick. But in recent days, conservative commentator Kathy Barnett has gained momentum. She is being called out for past tweets that are anti-Muslim and homophobic. And newly surfaced images verified by an independent researcher show her marching to the Capitol on January 6th. I don't know if she marched to the Capitol or not. What I do know is, did she kick in the doors, break up everything, and was part of that? Or did she go to the January 6th rally, and then she went back to her hotel and got on a plane and went home? Those are separate things that we don't talk about, because if you were around there on January 6th, even if you drove by now, you may be... Somebody who is part of the insurrection. It'll be interesting to see both there in North Carolina how Trump is done. I think Oz comes out ahead. Doesn't mean he can win the actual race itself. It's going to be a plurality. But I think Oz sneaks through. So that'll be interesting to see if, you know, because I think a lot of people are looking not only is this primary going to be, you know, I mean, not only is this midterm going to be really an indictment if it goes super south for the likes of Biden administration, the Democrats, which I think a lot of people are figuring, it's if Trump isn't the kingmaker he thinks, I think a lot of Republicans can think, okay, cool, maybe I could step away a little bit from a lot of this noise. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into, including the controlled study that we're going to have when it comes to COVID going on in North Korea. A lot of other stuff. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We're about to get a look of a controlled study. Biggest maybe in the world. Now, if you don't know what a controlled study is, uh, let me break it down for you. So when they go test drugs and certain things on people, they say get to a point where they're going to do it. They're going to do control studies. So they're going to be two groups. It's going to be a placebo group, and then there's going to be the group that gets the real whatever it is. And nobody knows who's in what group, so everybody thinks they're getting the same thing. And then out of that, they start to piece together, does this pill work, does this drug work, whatever it is. And they do it for all kinds of stuff, not just drugs. We're going to get a controlled study in a weird way with COVID. Why is that, you ask? It was last week when North Korea officially announced a COVID-19 outbreak for the first time. The isolated regime has been reporting deaths and fever patients daily since. North Korea remains one of the only two nations that goes without COVID-19 vaccines. Or anything else. And that's why it's a COVID study group, like nothing we've ever seen. They eat pretty much all the same thing. They live almost all identically the same kind of lives. There is nothing more controlled. Because in a controlled group, the reality is, is different things. This group may average age over here, maybe 43 in there without, you know, even though they've, they've got some older people, they got some younger people. This group over here, their average age may be 52. They're slightly heavier over here, and they have a few comorbidities. Over here, they're lighter. You're not going to get perfection. That's what I'm saying. You've got to take in everything. It's hard to get really perfect. This is about as perfect as you're going to get. And it's spreading like fire. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, to the point where he's like, ah, and I'm going to, I'll do a British voice for him because racism, right? So uh, even though he's a worse person on the planet, I don't, I, right now I'm like, is Putin worse? probably, but not by a lot. I could do Putin's voice, but not Kim's. Because everybody's like, ah, do you think we're in trouble? Let me give him a stupid, do you think we're in trouble? Yeah, I kind of think we're in trouble. She's, is it time for me to go and get my unicorn, fly away to the mountain gods and talk to the panda bears that raised me, taught me how to play golf, to ask for a super duper fix to this? You know, like in a folklore. You know that didn't happen, right? You're not raised by panda bears. <laughs> Your dad wasn't wasn't born on a mountaintop. <laughs> you don't know that stuff happened, right? It's all made up. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure none of that happened. So it's not as unicorns. You don't have a Pegasus. <laughs> you didn't play golf and get 18 holes in one. Are you positive? Because I'll figure I did. I don't think you did. You didn't roll a 300 in your first game bowling. You're like, I don't want to do this game anymore. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. In fact, I'm so sure... You couldn't get a 300 if we played 300 games. And I'm not talking about one perfect game. I'm talking about just 300 across the board. Auto fix so, mate. That's how bad he's probably thinking, what can I do to fix this? I got to turn to China. This is our control group. How bad is it going to get? Now, they're malnourished, but they're all thin. How did it get into this country? Some people can go there. Majority of the world chooses not to for a real reason. The other side of it is, is 
people do come and go inside and outside of China, and they've skated back and forth between South Korea and North Korea. South Korea, by the way, has also offered their hand to help. But I don't think he'll take it. He's going to take some help from China. But he's called the military, and it is going to get ugly. I have a feeling. Meanwhile, back at home, our favorite John Kennedy sitting down with Fauci. It's a bit of a long exchange, but you know what? Because you guys are you, I'm going to play it. And I thought this is kind of, Fauci gives a somewhat reasonable answer here. Thank you very much. Shut up. But he does. Let me ask you one last last question. What would you do differently today? Right now, I would hope that we would get many more people vaccinated. No, but what would you do when you did it, in hindsight, if you knew then what you know today? It depends on when we got the vaccine. Do you mean before the availability of vaccine? Before the ability of vaccine, when we had no other situation, I would try to protect people by making sure that they masked and they kept themselves uh, separated from this congregate indoor settings. That's what I would do in the absence of a vaccine. But right now, I think it's important looking forward. We still only have 66% of the total population vaccinated and less than half of those are boosted. I think we can approach what we are likely gonna be seeing on our seeing now with an increase in surges with the possibility of a surge in the fall and winter. One of the real things we can all do as a nation is pull together and try to get our people vaccinated and those who are eligible to be boosted, boosted. That would solve a lot of the problems that you're referring to. Now, I would say this. For all the crap I give Fauci, that sounded uh, the the most coherently non-political BS from him I've heard in a while need to pull together we need to do better etc etc i think we all know that but we fight because we turn into politics right you're wearing a mask it shows how much you dislike trump if you're not wearing a mask it shows how much that you think this is all a fraud how you know that uh i mean not everybody's that way i'm just throwing it out there that's kind of what the symbols became he was then asked about you know other things like shutting us down potentially again which is when you go and look and see what people are worried about Obviously, inflation, immigration, Roe v. Wade is at the top right now. That'll fade, I think, in a few months. Uh, gun, if you ask today what the number one thing is, people probably say guns because of what happens. We're very much uh, the last thing I saw is what I worry about. When all is said and done and it's quiet, one thing you're going to you hear when people talk about COVID, it's not the disease itself. It's the reaction of bureaucrats, politicians across the country to a potential outbreak or surge that happens that has people scared. You, if you're going to lock down, you've got to use it temporarily for a reason to prepare you to be able to unlock down and get the public prepared for that. Right now, looking forward, I don't see the need of lockdown in the future unless something really very, very unusual happens. And the reason is that what we really need to do is we need to get our population vaccinated and we need to get them boosted. That would completely obviate the need to lock anything down. So right now, if you ask me the question, looking forward, do I see, even if we do get a new variant, I think the vaccinations that we have have enough cross-reactivity and our ability with proper resources to make variant-specific boosts. I don't see lockdown in the future. Lockdown is... 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're going to see that. And partly because it's an election season and a lot of Democratic states are looking and saying we can't afford to lock down because the electric's not going to allow us. They're going to freak out and they're going to come up against us and blow us out of the water. Some of us are going to pay the price for that already. The other side of things is we're not quite sure we trust, right? I don't know if I trust you anymore. Business-wise, we, we, we are already stretched thin with, with workers and the lack of workers, the, 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 the situation with our supply chain, and we go on and on. And then as data starts to flow out, and we touched on this a bit yesterday, but about 800,000 of the million, we're about 55 or 60-plus as far as deaths. And the majority of them, the vast majority of them, were all comorbidities and extremely elderly. Extremely elderly. So when you take that into account, it's hard to say, well, we should lock everything down again, especially when it comes to something like the kids. Lock down the kids. I'm doing that again. Could you imagine that? Now, if there's something that's killing the kids, that's totally understandable. I think parents across the board would be like, duh, I'm not sending my kids to school. But we've known since the beginning of this, that just isn't that way. But it didn't stop people from doing what they did. It didn't stop people from playing the game. Just to give you an example, from 55 and up, 900,000 give or take, were the deaths, 55 and up. And you take away that 55 to 65, and you're looking at 750,000 of the million. That's a tough thing for people to swallow. And looking at those numbers, we know exactly what we should be looking for, how we should protect, and what we should do. doesn't mean a variant can't come along. They can be dangerous. All that being said, it's just not going to happen. I don't foresee locking down, masking up. I mean, I think New York is supposed to be saying they might mask up again. I mean, these are the things where these battles are going to go. But the closer we get to places where elections are getting really serious, the closer we get to that time, the more that you're going to find out how much this game's played. Because if you think tomorrow, if we lock down, I know I'll get voted out of office. I can't take that chance. Magically, something you would have done two years ago, you won't do now. Hmm. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. (sighs) Tweet, text. Man on the street, Pennsylvania voters, as they go, primary day today. I don't really base my like who I vote for based on what Trump says. Right. I mean, at some point you have to be able to form that opinion. Yeah, that's good. Smart. It's called independent thinking. It's called independent thinking. I don't really like endorsements. Uh, Politicians are always looking for something with endorsements. You know, I'm not giving you my endorsement without you scratching my back, if you will. Why is that? Or the party scratching my back for Trump. It's a way for him to continue to hold sway on the Republican Party 
And it doesn't mean all of his endorsements are bad or good, but a lot of people can look and say, as these things start to play themselves out, and he's lost some, and he's won a, a decent majority, but can you win the, the people get through these primaries and actually win a general? That'll be interesting to see. And if he doesn't have a big night, even if the Republicans do, but Trump goes 500, I think you'll see a lot of people in the Republican Party somewhat change their tune on Trump. Elon Musk over the weekend, uh, we'll talk about what he tweeted, and we'll talk about what he's doing with Twitter, but he tweeted something that I think is spells out so much of this administration and what Americans kind of thought last year, even Republicans and independents. 323-538-2423. Dr. Dennis Black is a naturopathic doctor, Vietnam veteran, helicopter pilot, a seventh degree black belt, cancer survivor, uh, distinguished service medal winner, a ranger at Green Beret, all of these things. And yet the thing that he thinks is the most important achievement and thing he's done in his life is rough greens. Something to help animals, animals he grew up with, animals he loves, dogs in particular. So he created rough greens, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff that you put on top of your dog's food. You don't change anything. And you watch the difference it makes in the dogs with their energy, their joints, their pain, their digestive uh, track, all of the stuff, it's just incredible. Because his, his belief is dog food is dead food. It's meant to be shelf-stable. It's not meant to be living food. Rough Greens changes all that. Right now, he wants to give you a free bag. It's a two-week jump start. All you do is cover the cost of shipping. It doesn't cost you anything other than that. Try it now. You won't be disappointed. My dog Doodle swears by it. I think your dogs will love it. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Go there now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Set Chad straight. Text the show, 323-538-2423. That's 323-538-CHAD. Someone has to do it. Might as well be you. The Chad Benson Show. Some grandparents will go to any lengths for a grandchild. Case in point, a retired Indian couple in their 60s, suing their son and daughter-in-law, demanding they have a grandchild within a year or pay them $675,000. The would-be grandparents say they paid for their son's pilot training in the U.S., paid for his wedding, and they've been waiting for six years since for him to produce a grandchild to no avail. A court in India has accepted their petition to sue and is scheduled a hearing for Monday. No word on what the son and daughter-in-law think or whether they care what the wannabe grandparents think. They take family and weddings very seriously in India. (laughs) Weddings go on for like a week, and apparently you better pay mom and dad with the thing that you promised them, or else they're going to come for you. 650, geez, for a grandkid. It's a lot. It's a lot. Wonder what they're the reasoning for not having kids. I don't know. I don't know. That's just. Would you have a kid though? If mom and dad are going to say, "Look, so mom and dad, what, look, what, what's it? What, what are you going to make it to us? What's, what, make it worth our while. We get all your stuff, right? You got tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. All right, then maybe we'll have a grandkid. 
They're very excited. Could you imagine what that grandkid, how spoiled that child would be? Maybe that's the issue right there. You never paid enough attention to me. I'm trying to get a love here, Mom and Dad. You guys already want me to replace me with somebody else. Jeez. Elon Musk. Will he or won't he purchase Twitter? In a filing with federal regulators, Twitter insisted that only about 5% of its accounts are fake or spam accounts, so-called bots. But potential new owner Elon Musk thinks the number is probably closer to 20%. He's demanding that Twitter provide evidence to back up its 5% estimate. While not a deal breaker, he says the purchase won't move forward until he sees proof. Yeah. Now, do I think it's that? I think we split the difference. I don't think it's 20. I think at times it could have been near that high, especially during election seasons. Uh, do I think it's 20? Nah. Do I think it's 5? Nah. Could I see it somewhere between that 10 and about 13%? Yeah. I could see that. This is a negotiation. That's what it is. Stock itself is down. The marketplace across the board is down, especially in the tech world. Nobody knows that more than Elon does. And the other thing is, is, is you've offered them 54 bucks a share. It's trading at, what, 37 38 bucks a share, depending on the day right now. Why would you give them an extra 16 17 bucks when you don't have to? So, new ploy. New ploy. Negotiation. He did tweet something over the weekend I thought was right. You know, we're just talking, listen to that lady saying she doesn't pick anything based on Trump or not against Trump or she makes up her own mind. And Elon tweeted something I thought really summed up a lot of what we talk about here. Is Biden's mistake is that he thinks he was elected to transform the nation or the country. But actually, everyone wanted less drama. And I think so much of that is spot on. Less drama. And yet, here we are. And we figure out a way to always have drama. Isn't that weird? Solid fun day. Full long across all the social media where you can find drama. We will do it again tomorrow with it being Tuesday. Go have yourself a taco. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.